Hallelujah. Amen. Father, we just love you. We thank you for gathering us together. Thank you for gathering our family, our friends, our loved ones. Thank you for what you are doing for us right now. I firmly believe, Lord, that all of our steps were strategically designed by you. That we should be at this place for this appointed time. Thank you for these our children that are gathered here. We ask you now to speak to our hearts, minister to our spirit. Don't let our coming be in vain, but let us hear your precious word. Let us hear your mind, your desire, your thoughts toward us. We ask you to bless us now. Give every heart open ears and listening spirits that we might hear what the spirit is saying to the church. These things I thank you for and I ask you for and I count it all done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. and amen. You mean Ephesians, the first chapter. And we're also going to look at Ephesians, the third chapter. And the book of Colossians, which is a neighboring book of Ephesians. Colossians, the first chapter. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Ephesians, the first chapter. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Ephesians 1 and verse 9 and 10. Notice what it says. Having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. I want you to notice this again. Now this particular passage is talking about God's ultimate plan. Paul said that God hath made known to us his will and the mystery of his will. He says in verse 9, according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of time, God's going to gather together in one all things in Christ, things which are in heaven and things which are on the earth. God has a plan for the family. Tell your neighbor, God has a plan for his family. I want you to notice that passage. We're going to look again at Ephesians 3 and uh, 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 the 14th verse. But I want to talk a little bit about this for a moment because it's very important that we understand that ultimately God is working out a plan. God's plan is that 
he have purpose in himself that in the fullness of time, he's going to gather his family together. The, he, the uh, Ephesian writer says that in the dispensation of the fullness of time. This word dispensation is very important because it means that God have already prearranged for something to happen. He has already prearranged for something to happen. It doesn't matter what it looked like is going on out in the world. It doesn't, look, doesn't matter how much confusion is going on and how much turmoil is going on. God has already predetermined a plan. And God's plan is that he is going to bring his family together. Tell your neighbor, God's family is going to come together. The Bible declares that in the fullness of time, in the fullness of the dispensation, and what this particularly means, that Jesus is working out the plan of Almighty God. Jesus is handling all of God's affairs. And Jesus is arranging things according to God's purpose and God's plan. What do you mean by this, Pastor? You've got to understand that the devil hates family. The devil broke up the first family. The Bible lets us know that in the beginning when God created Adam and Eve, amen, they had two sons, Cain and Abel. And what the devil did, he came and divided that family. He divided that family, amen, first of all, by causing Adam to fall into sin. He affected the marriage. He affected the order that God preordained from the foundation of the world. And then Satan got in the children and caused the children to hate one another. He caused Cain to despise his brother Abel. You know, that same spirit is in the world today. Families, while they gather together, the devil is working to bring about animosity and hatred and division in the family. This is why you ought to do all you can to gather your family together and minister to them. Talk to them. Love your family because the enemy is working overtime to overthrow family. God loves unity. God loves oneness. God loves when we are linked together. But Satan is the one that hates it. And he tries to divide and destroy the family. But God has an ultimate plan. Amen. That in the fullness of time, he's going to gather everything to himself. Everything in heaven and everything in earth. Amen. There's part of our family waiting on us in heaven. I'm talking about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I'm talking about all the prophets of all the ages. I'm talking about the saints from days past. I'm talking about those that are alive here on the earth that have become a part of the family of God. The Bible declares that regardless of what you see and the chaos in the world, God has a plan that he's going to gather his family together one day. And one day we're going to see God's ultimate purpose. We're going to see what God was doing in the earth and what God was doing in you and I because it's all going to come together. Touch your neighbor and say, God's going to bring his family together. 
Listen, listen, listen at what the Bible declares in the book of Ephesians, the third chapter. I want you to listen at this. Ephesians 3 and verse 14. Listen at this. For this cause, I bow my knee unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Paul says, I bow my knee to the Father. God is the originator of everything. God is the source of everything. Paul said, I bow my knee to the Father of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Notice this. He says, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. You see, God loves family. God has a family himself. His family is blood washed. His family is born again. His family became united to him by believing on the work that his son did. That is the thing that put you and I in the family of God. Before you and I come to Christ, amen, we are alienated from God, separated from God. But God say, I want to bring you back into union with me. I want to bring you back into connection with me. And the only way that that can happen is that you come through my son, Jesus Christ. Jesus declared, no man can come to the Father but by me. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He said, no man can come to the Father but by me. When you come to Jesus Christ, Jesus reveals the Father to you. Jesus brings you back in union with Almighty God. While all of us are God's creation, amen, God says, outside of my creation, I have a family. I have those that are blood washed. I have those that have been redeemed. I have those whose name are written on the Lamb's book of life. And one day I'm going to gather my family together. What are you talking about this for, Pastor? Because Satan is trying to distract you from the ultimate purpose that God has. Paul says, this is why I'm praying, amen, that God, amen, who is the father of everything, amen, I'm praying that you'll receive the revelation that one day there's a family reunion coming and you got to keep your eyes upon the prize and understand that every distraction that the devil bring in your life is to get you out of the family and to get you to be lost. But you got to stay focused on the ultimate goal that one day is going to come together and I plan to be a part of that union. I plan to be a part of that gathering. You can't let the enemy cause you to be distracted by the ultimate plan. You must understand this. One thing that breaks the heart of any family is when a family get torn apart. How do you think God feel about his family? God is broken, amen, when we are separated from him. God is broken when we turn our backs on him and take on the ways of the world and take on sin. It hurts the heart of the father. That's why Jesus told the parable about the prodigal son. A lot of times we focus on the son, amen, who took everything and went into a foreign country. But Jesus also wants us to focus on the father whose heart was broken because he loved his son. And every day the Bible says he went out on the edge of the road waiting on that 
son to come back home. And when that son came back home, the father didn't beat him up and beat him down and say, what did you do with my money? Where's the money that I gave you? How dare you go out there and live like that? But the father, amen, throwed his arms around him and he told his staff, kill the fattest calf, put clothing on him, put raiment on him, put a ring on his finger because this my son was lost and now he's found. He was out of my will, but now he's back in my will. And what Jesus was showing, this is the heart of the father when a sinner comes home, when somebody turned from darkness to light and from unrighteousness to godliness, the heart of the father always rejoiced and he's glad because you're his family and he loves you and he wants you to come home. If you believe it, give God a praise right now. Oh my God. What I'm trying to tell you, amen, God loves you. Glory to the Lamb of God. And Jesus told this parable. He said, amen, when rejoicing was made, amen, praise God, there is rejoicing in heaven. Let me tell you something. When you come into the family of God, the angels rejoice. The opposite of angels rejoicing is angels being sad. Because angels can see in the spirit realm. When a soul dies without knowing Jesus Christ, they go into an eternal place called hell where the worms never die and the fire is quenched. And man, the angels are weeping and crying because that soul has no hope of redemption. But when a person comes to Jesus Christ, amen, all of their sins are blotted out and their name is written on the Lamb's book of life. And God said, I will give them eternal life. And the Bible declared that heaven is rejoicing over one sinner that repented. I want to tell you something today. If you don't know Jesus Christ, if you're not in the family of God, if you're not sure that your sins are forgiven, today you can be certain. Today you can know that you're blood washed. Today you can know that you're redeemed. Today you can know that you're in God's family. Oh, bless his wonderful name. Because God is working a plan and God said I'm bringing my family together that's why parents don't you give up on your children don't you give up on your family it doesn't matter what they've done it doesn't matter what they did that's your family member you keep praying and say God bring them in if you got to bring them to their knees if you got to bring sickness in their life if you got to bring judgment in their life just don't let their soul be lost because God you love the family and you want the family to be saved put your hand together if you believe it right now oh bless his name God's working a plan sometimes we don't see what God is doing sometimes we're hurt over family members wrong decisions wrong choices but you got to trust that God is ultimately working a plan and when you pray and pray in faith, put your hands, amen, take your hands off of the situation and say, God, whatever it takes, you bring them into your family. Even though they may be rebellious, 
God, you bring them into your family. Even though they may be shacking up and living together, you bring them into your family. They may be visiting every bar in Macon, Warren Robins in Atlanta, but whatever it takes, Lord, you bring them into your family. You bring them to their knees. You bring them to the Father. Bring them to you, Jesus. And I want to tell you, as you pray, God is working his ultimate plan. And his plan is to bring his family together. His plan is to bring men and women, boys and girls, blacks and whites. Y'all better help me here. God has an ultimate plan and he's working his plan right now. If you believe it, put your hands together and give God a praise right now. You must understand. Listen, we're in a time like we've never seen before. We're in a day like we've never seen before. But the Bible is clear that in the fullness of the dispensation of time, that means in the fullness of God ultimately arranging everything. God knew this day would be before you and I got here. That's why you don't need to be confused. God knew all of these things would happen before you and I got to this day. That's why you need to have a peace in your spirit because the Bible declared a long time ago that in the last days, perilous times would come. Men would be lovers of them own self. They would be haters. They would be murderers. They would be thieves. The Bible let us know that God saw this a long time ago. But this is why you and I need to hold on to the horns of the altar and say, God, I'm not giving up. I'm praying for my family to be saved. I'm praying for my children to come out of darkness. I'm praying for my loved ones to turn to Jesus Christ before it's too late. If you believe it, put your hands together right now and praise God. Listen, beloved. You know why Christ saved you? He saved you so he can have asset to your family. You're the door to God reaching your family. You can't give up. And, and I don't care how they act. They want you to be saved. Because you got to understand. They see something. And they know in the back of their mind. One day I'm coming in. So if you let the problem get a hold of you. Then you defeat what God is trying to do. But if you stand firm. And say I'm going to hold on. And I'm going to stand tall. Because God's going to use me. To bring my family in. God's going to use me to bring my loved ones in. You can't let what's happening in your life. To cause you to lose focus. Of God's ultimate plan. Listen. My assistant pastor, who's up, who was up here presiding, she got saved, but she came to this church about 35 years ago. And when she came to this church, I only met her. But through her, her children, her children's children, and even down to four generations have come in to be a part of this church. You see, God used her 
to be a window and a door to her family. Are you hearing me here? You look at Evangelist Allen sitting here. Stand up Evangelist Allen. She's a, a great grandmama. Did I get it right? A great, great grandmama. Oh my, y'all need to give her a good. Come on somebody. Now, her daughter, now you got saved first in the family. Your mama did. Mom, Mother Williams did. She went home to be with the Lord. Then you got saved. And then now, look over here on the other side of the church. Her sister, stand up Sister Jackie, that's her sister there. Now, now, Sister Jackie got some daughters. I see one of her daughters there. Stand up, baby. Amen, that's her daughter. But, but look at here. This is great, great grandmama. This is her daughter. Stand up, Sister Vivian. Now, she's got children and grandchildren. Isn't that right? Do, do, do y'all see what I'm saying? Now, any more than that? Now, normally y'all be done packed it out. Y'all got short today. Where the rest of the Outley family at? Where all the family connected to Evangelist Alley? Because normally they, they the run up besides Reverend Edge. They go Herman. They go some of the family there. Come on. Are you, do, you, do you see my point? What? If she had given up what if she had said I don't want to be saved but God used her to reach her family because God ultimate plan is that God said I want to save not only you but I'm looking further down the line I'm going to get into the life of your sister I'm going to get into the life of your daughter I'm going to get into the life of your nieces and your nephews your grandchildren your great 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 come on somebody tell your neighbor God has an ultimate plan this is why you got to be determined I'm going to stand tall it might look like I'm by myself it might look like I'm all alone. It might look like I'm having a hard time. But God's plan is that he's going to reach my family. And my family is coming to Jesus. My children are coming to Jesus. My great-grand are coming to Jesus. Touch your neighbors and God has a plan for your life. Oh my God. Somebody shout glory. Somebody shout glory. glory. Touch your neighbor and say, there's a plan working right now. This is why pastors, the devil works over time to break up families. To destroy unions. And a lot of times we're looking and thinking it's all about you. But there's a bigger picture. He want the family. He wants you to stop praying. Because he wants your daughter strung out on drugs. He wants you to stop praying. Because he wants your son in a jail somewhere. He wants you to stop praying. Because he wants your loved ones on a bus stool somewhere. He wants you to stop praying. Because he wants your great grandbaby swinging on a pole in a club. But if you stand up for Jesus Christ. And say I'm not going to let the devil have my family. The devil is a lie. I'm going to keep on praying. I'm going to keep on holding up. 
right. Give your neighbor a high five and say, my family's coming in. My family is coming in. Glory to God. You see, you don't see the bigger picture. I got saved when I was about 17 years old. Around 18, 19, my first few years of salvation, I got discouraged. I got despondent. But thank God, somebody came and prayed with me. Said, Brother Michael, hold on. Brother Michael, don't give up. I was a young teenager. That's why you young teenagers, I can identify with you. You think we don't understand, but I do understand. But I do know this, that God got a plan for your life. As a teenager, product of three boys, three girls, Mom and dad separated. Alcoholic spirit trying to reach deep into my family. I determined in my mind that I would walk with Christ. My mother was not saved. I know there's some, their parents bring them to Christ, but it was the opposite with me. My mother was not saved. She was frequenting uh, uh, alcoholic houses. We used to call them back in the day shotgun houses. Because in the shotgun house, you would, they would sell little glasses. They call it, you know, a shock. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It was a little glass like this. And, and you got a shot of liquor. And, and that's what the folks would do back in the day. And you had shotgun houses on the corner. And they would drink liquor. But I kept praying as a young man, God bring my family in bring my mama in one day while she was out there drinking and carrying on I was supposed to be in church but I was yearning where's my mother someone said that your mother had fallen in the street and I walked the street and I found my mother and there she had broken her ankle and I had to carry her through the streets 19 years old but glory to God, when she lied down and had a chance to think about her life, she realized there's a better way for me. There's a better life for me. Now, look now. The same mother was telling us as teenagers, y'all go to church too much. Y'all talk about y'all pastor too much. What is all this y'all talking about? That lady, this, that, the other. But when she had a chance to think about it, she said, I got to go to the house. I need to go to church and get saved before the devil destroy me. And because I was able to stand up to Jesus, my mother came and gave her life to Jesus Christ. Listen. She gave her life to Christ in her mid-50s. And she lived to be 86 years old before she went home to be with Jesus. Her testimony, even though she had been bound by a spirit of alcohol, when Christ saved her, 
Her testimony was when he took it out of her. She never had another desire to take another drink, another sip. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me here. Don't tell me what God can't do. Cause I'm a witness that if you want God to take it out of your life, God is more than able. Through my mother being saved, three sisters came to Christ. My brother, Pastor Paul, he got saved first. My older brother, he was saved at one time. At one point, all six of my mother's children were saved and lifting up Jesus Christ. Now, some have backslidden along the way, but you know what? I'm standing tall. I'm still believing that they are going to come back. I'm still believing that they're going to turn. Are you hearing what I'm saying? What I'm trying to tell you, don't you be distracted don't you give up you got to pray because you're the door that God is going to use to bring your family in tell your neighbor God has a plan he has a plan the Bible says this I'm almost done in the dispensation of the fullness of time God's going to bring everything together now listen as much as you and I see where this world is heading, Scripture teacher God teaches you and I that when we see all of these things, that we are to look up because our redemption draweth near. He said, the more you see the world getting crazier and crazier and crazier, you ought to say, Lord, you're on the way. I'm about to tighten up my walk. I'm about to tighten up my relationship. I'm about to get even closer. Why? Because you know your redemption is closer than it ever been before. Tell your neighbor, we're closer to his coming. 